This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Sometimes we are reminded that pain and suffering are inevitable parts of the human experience. As Christians, we may face adversity in the form of an illness. Sickness has the potential to cripple us mentally, physically, and emotionally. But it can sometimes allow us to shift our emphasis away from our daily lives and toward God. Experiencing sickness may feel overwhelming or frightening, but it can also help us grow closer to God and strengthen our faith. Sometimes, God uses some of us best when we are weak and ill to perform something we could never have dreamed of. Valeria interviews Edmund Castor. She is the author of 52 Weeks of Uplifting Prayers and Guided Reflection, Daily Devotion and Scripture Reading to Deepen Your Relationship with God. Edmund Castor was born in a small town called Duvigar near Fondi Negras in Haiti. She dedicated her life to God at the age of 12. At the age of 23, God spoke to her and called her to become a minister of the gospel in the Salvation Army. She left her country, her family, and her friends and moved to Jamaica and joined the Salvation Army Training College. At the end of her training, she married her spouse and they were both commissioned and ordained as Salvation Army officers, ministers. God dispatched her and her husband to serve in over 22 nations in the Caribbean, Africa, and North America to minister to others. During her career, she has had the honor and privilege of mentoring, preaching, counseling, advising, and providing social services to thousands of people. She has also helped many individuals work through their problems and grow spiritually and become closer to Christ. She is thankful to God for choosing her, breaking her, molding her, and using her for His purpose and mission. She is currently a retired minister and commissioner of the Salvation Army, but is always actively writing about her relationship with God. Meet Edmund at edmundprayerwarrior.com. Here's the interview with Edmund Castor. In your own words, who is Edmund Castor? Well, um, first of all, I am a person and I'm a servant of the living God. I am an ordained and commissioned minister, and I'm a retired officer of the Salvation Army. You know, in the Salvation Army, I serve in many islands in the Caribbean. I don't know if you heard about the Caribbeans. I didn't, no. Okay. Many islands, there are a lot of islands, and I serve in the United States of America for some years and in Africa. Ah, yes. Right. And I'm a leader and a passionate 
multilingual professional. Currently, I'm a French teacher in an elementary school here in Florida. And I'm happy to tell you also, I am a mother, I'm a wife, and I'm a grandmother. So I always have fun with my grandchildren. Mm, yes, that must, that must be wonderful. Uh, yes. I can imagine. So, wow, you said so many things there. Living God, I never heard it that way. Living God. That's the question that I mentioned off record. What is God to you? And why do you, do you choose to say, to add the word living, living God? I like that. You know, yes. The, I, when I'm talking about the living God, and, uh, you know, I believe that there is only one God that one God who created the, the heavens and the earth. This divine, go, uh, divine Godhead consists of three parts. The Father, God himself, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And uh, when I say I'm a servant of the living God, because I believe God sent Jesus the Messiah to save the world, not just a, a country or a continent, but the world. And also, I believe Jesus was crucified on a cross to offer the forgiveness of sins. I believe in the resurrection. That's why I mentioned that I'm a servant of the living God. And I believe also that Jesus uh, was Crucify on a cross to offer the forgiveness of sin. I said that already. And I believe Jesus will return. One day, we're talking about the second coming. And we, maybe you heard about a lot of people talking about the second coming of Jesus Christ. Yes. I and I do believe in the power, in the baptizing of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, you know, does a mighty job in in the human human body. So this is my belief. That's why I'm talking about I am a servant of the living God. Right. How did you become interested in religion and God and, and the studies and become this devotional person that you are? How did this all begin? Man? You know, this is, uh, uh, this, is um, uh, this is a calling. Yeah. You know, yeah. becoming a mm. minister is about calling. It is a serious decision. It is not something that you can take lightly. A serious decision. I receive a calling and empowerment from God to do his work. And I can tell you, it is an, an amazing experience. You know, Jesus himself in his early ministry, commissioned the, the disciples and sent them. And, you know, in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verse 19 to 20, he says, Go, therefore, make disciples to all nations. So that, you know, um, I, I feel amazed when I go to various places and countries in the world to uh, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he said, teaching them to obey 
everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That resonates true with me, of course. It's always here, yes. right? I noticed that you mentioned the word belief. I believe as a belief system. Yes. When do we move from the realm of belief to the realm of knowing, knowing without a doubt? So I usually ask that question when anyone talks to me about belief systems. I, I try not to use the word for some reason. I love to think that we mm-hmm. can actually know the presence of God. That yes. we, right? So talk to me about that. Yeah, you know, they believe based on the truth. The truth that you know. You know, the Bible says Jesus is the, the, the truth and the life. The truth that you know. And you believe on that. You know, um, this is this is uh, when you know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You know, mm. you know. You don't just. It yes. is not about feeling. It is not about right. that. You know, I am aware of it, but it's about you know the truth, and that that helps because you know in the Bible Jesus said to Peter, "Believe, blessed are you, Simon of Jonas, for flesh and blood have not revealed this to you." but my father in heaven. You know, you may, people may have an intellectual perception of truth. Right. Mm, yes. You may yes. easily grab with the my, the statement that God is the giver, you know, of all good things. People might know that. Life, health, love, just as people have for centuries grabbed it, or you may go further and intellectually see that God is not only the giver, but is the gift itself. That he is life, health, love, love in us. But unless you know the truth, the truth revealed to you, it must be revealed to you. And yes. that, 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 that helps a lot. Ah, it yes. Helps. So in a way, until... It is that truth that is revealed to us one by one personally. We yes, can actually say that we know, right? Because yes. before that is believe, beliefs, and, and they are also, like you said, they're just intellectual understandings That's and correct. concepts. That's this truth will reveal is when, you know, we are baptized by the power of the Holy Spirit. That, that, that you know, it, you know the truth. Now you can, you can persuade somebody else. This is the truth. And, you know, this is it. And you're not just, I believe or I feel it. Right. But I know the truth. Mm, yes. Yeah. That's why I asked the question. That's yes. what a beautiful answer. Yes. How do you make sense of the suffering in the world, in our, in our lives? What is your idea, understanding of what, human idea, understanding of what, the reason why we suffer? I would love to hear from you. Yes. You know, um, when we go, you know, I will quote a lot of Bible verses because, you know, this is, uh, this is my life. From the beginning, the Bible tells us about uh, our first parents, like, you know, Adam and Eve, you know, sin that came into the world and uh, certain things. And that the way the problem entered and when 
after that we read about like uh, 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 so the first children that Adam and Eve has one killed the other. So all those things are recorded in the Bible. And we as ministers, is we, we learn this and we 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 worked it and we know that this is this is the cause of many a crime and many many suffering in the world, and uh, so there are people who try to blame others. Right. But uh, we as ministers, uh, we 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 just take about those things seriously. And we say, but what, what is going in the world? We know God, a lot of people say God is a good God. And God, in God, there is no wrong. And why people suffered, why there are all kinds of things in the world. And, you know, the, the end result, we just say this is a sin came into the world. And that the end result. But there is a remedy. The remedy is that, you know, if we pray to God and you know, we, 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 we ask him to help us and so forth. And, and things can change in individual lives. So this is what, 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 what we strongly believe. Right. So, yeah, that's um, an interesting idea. Because when we think about God from this perspective, that is all powerful, almighty. And it's uh, actually called also a powerful healer, which yes. makes a lot of sense. Why yes. wouldn't God spontaneously heal the world and everybody at once and just kind of wait for us to ask for, for it, him, she, for help? That's something that I usually ask myself when I used to, because I, I grew up in Brazil as in a Catholic religion. And uh -huh. I remember that didn't make sense to me because yes. I went through a lot of abuse as a child and okay. I, I remember going, because I was exposed to the church and all the idea of God, and then I used to look up the sky and I asked God for help. You know, if you exist, help me. And then I used to look at the stars and the moons. And if you are, I mean, I remember like having this amazing experience of contemplation and, and faith, it was really faith. I believed that God, if there was a God out there, we would come to help me, it would help me somehow. And it didn't. Yes. But uh, but here listen and you know and what can I add on this? From the beginning in the Bible, there are people who you know why Jesus have performed so many miracles. Uh, because from the Bible days, there are people who used to be sick. And one thing again is that God don't impose on people. So we can see why God is so loving and why we have to ask Him to heal our bodies, or why you have to ask him for certain things. But, you know, God doesn't impose on people. He's waiting for us to ask him. And um, in the Bible, they, they, they said a lot of people who, who ex experience a lot of sickness, and uh, it's by faith they go to Jesus, and Jesus healed them. So that, that, that is the reason why we say God is, is a merciful, but at the same time, he wants us to ask him for what what we really want. Yeah, so it's not, let's say, a demanding God in the sense of um, you you do what I say, right? Not even if yes. it's a good thing. That that from that perspective, it makes sense too. I guess at this point, the more I reflected about there was the, a path for me in the very beginning, a devotional path, which a God was outside of me. But now it feels 
very much different is as if God never left me. I left God. In that I call ignorance. Yes. And, and one thing I want to ask you, um, you know, while we're talking, you mentioned about your experience, yeah, uh, yeah. abuse, and uh, I'm sorry, very sorry to hear about it. But um, and have you um, get healing or have you get the help from God so so that you can forget about it? Because I know mm. I, in my <laughs> life over the world, I met many people who who encountered some of these problems. And did you get uh, healing and to over, over your situation? Yes, of course. That's why I'm here. That's why I do this. Yes. yes, that's exactly the reason. Yes. But I had to go. It was an interesting journey because I had to go to different paths in a sense. I went to the Eastern philosophies of spirituality, Buddhism and Hinduism. So I tried because there's something in me, in my heart, that it was not resonating with the idea that God was outside of me. It didn't make sense. <laughs> it had, mm. If it God exists, God's here. It's yes. right here, right now. It's not, it's not something, an entity that I will meet when I die or only when I have troubles. It's always here. It's always present. And that's when I found the philosophy of Hinduism. And Vedanta is the, my latest one. I'm a student of Vedanta, which says exactly that. That God is Ooh. always, always with you in not just you are in God. That's even more powerful in that sense, which means exactly. you're never alone. You never, you no, can never no, fear never anything. Alone. Never <laughs> alone. Right. So I'm so glad that you, I'm so glad you got the, the healing that you, you needed. And yes. it is amazing. And that will keep you going. And, uh, I believe that the reason why you try to talk about many things and you try to help others. Mm, yes, right. It's it's it feels like a choiceless thing, really, Edmund, because it's something that I do without, of course, the thoughts are here, but I don't choose my thoughts. So they just come, do this, do that, help that person. And I just kind of follow those prompts because I I really truly trust something in me trust that, the body mind kind of trust that and just follow. If it is good for me and others, then it's the right path. That's the mm -hmm. wisdom behind it. It's always yes. like that. If it is beneficial for me, for this body, mind, and other body minds, then that's it. <laughs> that yeah. has there's something that feels true here. Yeah, positive mindset. That's good. Yes, right. And yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And even yeah, though, isn't it? Even though yeah, you amazing. have you have the perspective of a God. Do you still have that perspective? Do you still, as a God outside of you, or somehow now it has become almost like one with you, and thus everything through you? No, sometimes you know when you, when you, sometimes you can feel that God is outside, because you know, and if you are not connected, mm. there is a matter that you have to be connected with mm. God. Mm. Sometimes I feel like that. Yeah. Like if I spend some time, I don't pray, I don't read my Bible, and I don't seek for his presence, I feel like disconnected. But on other time, I can feel I'm on the top of the world with God, like God is one with me. Mm. So there is, you know, two sides. Sometimes that's the way you can feel if you are not connected with God. Right. That's a very interesting Answer and one that resonates with me, of course, it is the the disconnection, a sense of 
feeling separate from yes. right from God, the the realm, which is it's the only one. I think you said that, or maybe I heard incorrectly from somebody else. I mean, from my perspective, there's just one reality and that is God. No, there's mm -hmm. no no other. Everything else is the illusion of ignorance that we are separate from God. That's yes. why we suffer. It really resonates that way to me. Yes, yes. And then, you know, what, what we as human beings, we have to constantly seek for his presence. Because, you know, he says that uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all other things will be added. So strength, healing, you know, and encouragement, uh, you name it. But we have to seek, because most sometimes we find people seek for other things. You know, we as humans, we like to seek for many other things. We are looking here and there. Mm, but yeah. and um, even my children, I, I, mm -hmm. I, I, I taught them that, that seek first the kingdom of God. Look for God, for spirituality, and then God will add other things. Because he promise, his promise is that he will never fail his children. When a man seek him and, you know, ask and it shall be given. But first of all, we have to recognize that he is God. He is sovereign. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the King of Kings. And then he will, he, our prayers will not go, you know, as we. He will not go as we. He will answer prayers. Mm. And he answers prayers. It, it is a practice for sure, yeah, to, yes. like, I love the word you use, the presence, to remain in the presence of God, right? Yes. And not just kind of ask God for help when we need it, because that sounds a little bit materialistic, doesn't it? <laughs> Spiritual uh, materialism, only when I need, I ask for help. What about the yeah. joy and the beautiful things? What about seeing God when we are happy, when we are let's say, in the eyes of a child or in a flower, everywhere, really. Yeah. You, you know, as you, as you say, and I, I, I am very happy to hear the way you put it, it is not just seeking God when you want it, when you want something, you are in right. need. But, you know, and you have to seek God constantly. Hmm. The Bible talking about uh, um, Daniel, Daniel always prayed, regardless of the situation, regardless of, you know, the opposition. He always seek God. And in the time of need, God saw him through. God knew him. But if we, we is when we are in need, we need a car, we need to pay our rent, we need to pay our mortgage. Oh, Lord, Father God, please help me. And this is like too materialistic. But we have to seek him, you know, all the time. And in time of need, he will meet our need. Yes, yeah, that's a message that has a lot of wisdom there, I have to say. That to me, that's the practice, my practice. It's seeing God, not just in everyone, in everything, but as everything in everyone. So that's really the practice. And it's not easy because sometimes you see violence, people who are very violent and you know, storms, a lot of destruction, even in nature. And yeah. sometimes not easy, right, to see that as God or as an act from God. I, I, I still say that anything that has to do with violence, unkindness, you know, what we see here in this reality a lot, I still say that that's ignorance. So that's when it comes from human beings, that's because that disconnection that we spoke earlier, that separation. Yeah. 
we have to be very strong in our faith because I was talking about violence. What, what, what we experience nowadays, like in school, they have shooting, you know, when you say goodbye to your children and you don't, you don't, you just say, Lord, please be with them because you don't know a lot of things, a lot of wrong things are going on in the world. And so, but, you know, we have to remain close to God and every day because God says that he will, he will protect his own. And that's that what we should do. And we should not just do it for, for the sake of, oh, hey, I'm going to pray because I know God will, will protect my children or will protect me on the road while I'm driving. But, you know, you seek God constantly and you know that I am in the vehicle, he's with me. I am at work. He's with me. He's with my children. He is. He is everywhere because God is everywhere. That's what we believe, with all our hearts. He is everywhere. And when I was in Africa, I told the people, the God that is with you here in Africa, He is in the in America in the uh, in the continent of Americas. So God is everywhere. God is omnipotent. He's omniscient. He is omnipresent. He is everywhere and he's the all-knowing he knows where you are he knows where i am he knows everything he knows your children your everything about us so and there is nothing that we can hide but the good thing is that we have to keep focus on him and you know give him all our hearts make him take full control of our lives and we will see the miracle that he will perform in our lives. Yes, yes, yeah. That from the perspective of a religious practice and devo this devotional really, isn't it, Edmund? That's yes. when I, I remember when I read about you and what you represent, that's what came to me. Oh, devotion. <laughs> and what's not to love about devotion. Um, yes. Yeah, it's truly beautiful. So yeah. the book that you have written is titled 52 Weeks of Uplifting Prayers and Guided Reflection for Women, Daily mm -hmm. Devotion and Scripture Reading to Deepen Your Relationship with God. Yes. So the topic today that we will be discussing now is, it's actually a prayer, prayer I think 29, isn't it? A prayer for healing. I think it's prayer week 29. Yes. I made a note here. So I guess the first, I have two questions because I look at words. They represent something to me. So prayer and healing. Is prayer similar to meditation somehow from your perspective? Yeah, it's, it's, it's both. You can meditate on your God. When you pray, it comes from your mind. And while you close your eyes, for example, I have, when I'm, I'm reading, I read this prayer. And at the same time, I let the words come from not only my mouth, yeah. but from my heart. Yes. So I, I, I just don't speak with mouth, with lips, but yeah. from my heart. Yeah. And while I am saying, like, for example, the Heavenly Father, I know I'm not talking to my father, earthly father. I'm talking to a, 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 the most high. So and, and I, I try to meditate on what I am saying. But at the same time, you can have other meditation. But the prayer also can serve as while you meditate on the words that you, you pronounce, you talk to your maker and you let them, you know, like, for example, you say, you are Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, the great healer. So that you meditate on how God, uh, he's the Jehovah Rapha, 
he healed a lot of people already in the present time, in the in the past, and you you meditate on the word like Jehovah Rapha, the great healer. So it can be both a prayer and a meditation. That the way I see it, I don't know for other people, but that the way sometimes I see it, and then I meditate on Bible verses, I meditate on the on the reflection, what 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 I can get out of the prayer. But there can be both meditation and and prayers. Yes. I love the way you say that too. Yeah. Words that come from the heart or anything, right, that comes from the heart, then it has a different, let's say, resonance to it, a different feeling, right? It impacts us and, and the world, the people around us differently, very differently. <clears throat> Another question for you, Edmund, that I forgot. To, oh, yes. So before I ask you a question about healing, I know that you've been saying this has been in your book and you've been talking also throughout this conversation, using the word Father, Him, for God. Have you ever thought about God being a spirit with no gender? Um, it could be a she too, but I, I like to believe that if there is a God, then it would be genderless. It's a universal again. It's, does oh. it resonate with you, that idea? I know that's um, the Bible. We, but. Yeah, we, we honestly, honestly, we we... We, you know, the Bible talking about God is spirit. You know, yes, that. yes, it does. You know, if yes. I don't know what if I refer to to John chapter uh, four verse twenty four, says that God is spirit, like the spirit. You know, is, is doesn't mean that there is a, a agenda, but I never thought of gender. Of God, I never thought of that because, you know, since we grow up, you know, children talking about uh, the heavenly Father, and uh, we never talk about the gender. But at the same time, the Bible clearly says that God is spirit. So the spirit, and you see, those who serve God serve in spirit and in truth. So that the reason why again. We, we don't like uh, when we don't have a, 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 an image saying that this is God because the Bible says God is spirit. But honestly, we never, I never thought of that, of, of the gender of God. I yeah, never so that's really good because I, I feel like I remember, I don't think it was the case for me either. I didn't think that way that God was, um, but I didn't know Jesus. It was in, the, in that image of a man as well, right? So all that created a lot of this idea, the concept of men being more powerful than women, because even God is a, is a man. And people that really didn't uh, understand the concept, the message, that, or the truth that God's spirit, in, it has nothing to do with genders. But I noticed yeah. a lot of people interpret it that way. I even have friends and a lot of me, women friends and some people that I interview here who grew up without a father, they didn't have their own father, and or they were, let's say, they missed that father figure in their lives the way they wanted. And I remember, I clearly see them doing that kind of, uh, oh, but I, I have a father in heaven, so that's okay. Yes. So almost like they are transferring that idea of, um, of, of the man in their lives uh, or the father in their lives as for God. And I see that happening. It happened a lot and it still happens 
Mm-hmm. And that's why I ask the question here when I hear women, anybody saying, oh, him for God or father. Mm-hmm. I always, I just ask them, have you thought about that God could be a spirit <laughs> and the mm-hmm. genderless <laughs> universal? Yes. Yeah. So it is clearly stated like it, when Jesus talking to, uh, I don't know if you ever heard about the, the, the Samaritan woman. Like you, who told Jesus when Jesus asked him to for some water, and, ah, yes, and, yes, and then Jesus told him, Okay, um, he told Jesus, Oh, I'm going to save my my God in the my ancestor. And Jesus said, Who's your God? Because God is spirit, those that serve him must he serve him in spirit and in truth. And honestly, I always, you know, quote the Bible verse, especially for people who must see something before them to worship. So I always tell them that, but okay, we don't need any other, like, you know, things that made with man-made to worship God, but uh, because God is spirit. That I always mention that to them. But as I said, uh, the gender one, I, I, I never I never thought of that. Yeah, and I know you're not changing that. <laughs> you no, don't want to change no. that, right, the men, from your perspective. You speak that no, way. No, no, no. no, no <laughs> but no, no. I, I'm, I'm glad you um, make that clarification. You clarified that for some people, especially beginners, right? That God's yes, spirit. Yes, yes, yes. What about healing? What is, um, what is the goal of healing, Admin? And what are the obstacles to healing from your view? Uh the goal to healing, I, I can t- share with you some a, a personal experience of healing. Like, uh, you know, some, I think two years ago, my husband was badly ill. He was sick. In fact, he was dying. And he spent five days in coma, life support. But you know, we 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 wrote a, a lot of places, you know, in the world, like where we have friends and so forth, and they have incessant prayers. And uh, after two weeks, he was still in the hospital. There was a surgeon, you know, a doctor who came to the room and said to him, "Do you have family members pray for you?" And I was I was shocked to to hear that when the doctor came and asked him. So and you know, with this right now, I have over twenty people on my list praying for them. People who are, have all kind of sickness, and you know, I can tell you they find satisfaction. Some of them have kidney failure, you know, breast cancer tumor, you know, heart failure, and a lot of things. But um, we prayed for them, and I pray, you know, for them. And uh, these people, some of, a lot of them right now testify about satisfaction. And this, this is uh, what I take about prayers. So to answer your question, Obstacle of healing is lack, lack of faith. That's what I can say. Lack of faith. Positively and lack of prayer. So lack of faith. Because faith is something that can help, you know. As we're talking from the beginning, we're talking about the faith in God. Prayer from the heart. You know. Having faith is having trust. You trust 
that things will happen. Just God with entire being. You don't just God like you know, you know, I'm just telling trust him for a moment, but I trust him with my entire being. And I believe from the depth of my heart that he has my back. He will help me, you know, and he will take care of me. He will heal me. He will help me to find the right remedy for mm. my sickness. Yeah. You know, he knows what is best for us. Mm. He knows what is best for me? What is best for you? Right. So, and uh, we should embrace what he has planned for us. You know, his, he, has, he promises that it is with his stripe that we have been healed. And in Psalm, in Psalm 103, he said that the God that healed all my diseases. So he knows what he can do. But we must have faith in him. Because... You know, he's there to help us. He's there to be with us and to, to guide us in the right way. I always tell people, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness because I have faith in him and I know he will continue to perform miracle in my life. Yes. Yes. That's one connection that I often make, the healing and spirituality. They're very much connected. And especially when we are healing, when healing begins with the diseases of the mind, of ignorance, then it's so much faster in a way to get to that point of spiritual understandings. And to the point of surrender too, Edman, I really believe that if it is a belief system, I don't know if it is, but there's something in me that says that you know, there's, there's no death, really. So if we are one in God, one with God, and we have no doubts about that, then we, we don't fear anything. And we do not fear losing the body because we don't, we don't die. Who, what dies? The body? Yes. But that, it, we always knew that, right? The, the body yes. will never he, will be here forever. <laughs> it would. That's right. That's right. We, you know, we, we know that one day we have to leave this yeah. world regardless of, you know, how we enjoyed it and how beautiful it is. We have to, to leave it one day. And uh, that, that, as you're talking about the surrender, that, that is very important in, in our lives as Christians. We know that when we surrender all to God and we say, Lord, I am yours. You say in your word that you have a plan for me. A plan of healing, but when the time come, I know I'm going to live with you. In this is what we believe. As I, at the beginning, I said that I believe in the resurrection. I believe in the Jesus coming back, and that this is what I believe. So I know that God will heal me with all my 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 sickness from spiritual sickness and and physical sickness. But at the same time, I know that one day I have to leave this world and to go and live with my father in heaven because we are we are not coming in this world to to spend there is an eternity that's what i believe i believe there is an eternity that we will live here one day and we will spend our time with god well the bible says we'll be like angels not like anything but we will be like angels and we will be with god so when you're talking about this surrender that's a very important Point, that when we surrender everything to God, 
And then we don't have anything to to afraid of, you know, from our first cry uh, when we were born and to the final breaths, we know that we are in God's hands. So that is something amazing. Yeah, that's it. Yes, 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 a billion times to that <laughs> truth. Yes. Right. And then also for me has been once we are one with God, we have surrendered to this magnificence of the divine, then it's heaven already, isn't it? That many feels like heaven. That's right. Doesn't it? <laughs> we don't have That's to die right. to get to heaven. Oh, yeah. and I tell you, <laughs> we, we always, you know, we don't have anything to to afraid of because we know that, yes, this is already, and, but I always tell people, we can try to build all little heaven down here. If we are good with God, we live at peace with ourselves, with our, our neighbors, we love one another, and we don't have anything to worry about because we know God is with us, because this is what God requires. Commanded us to love our neighbor as ourselves and, you know, to love one another. So if we love, love, we place love, and then we surrender our lives to God. When we surrender our lives to God, we don't have an option to, to, not to love others because you know, we know God lives in us and we love others. And then we don't have anything to worry about. We know that he will guide us every step on, on the way he will guide us. And, you know, we will enjoy our time with him one day. That's the amazing things. Yes. Yeah. That that one day, I I that's why I said, if we are already one with God and this is the practice, this is the... Uh, it's a life with no doubt, mm-hmm. there are no fear, no doubts. Then it's already it to me. It's already a realization of of that promise of losing the body, dying, and going to heaven. For example, as you say, that to me already happens here. Once you have that, it's almost like the the merging. The uh, there's a word in in the Bible that they say the atonement. Atonement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's the word, right? I'm not sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coming together as one, then that's it. Then there's no more fear, no doubts. That already, to me, that's already heaven. It really yes. feels like that. Of course, yes. it's a practice in the sense of bringing the the body, mind every time it presents is presented with fear and doubt. Just returning, going back to it, giving attention back to to that energy, to the divine light that never left us. It's always, mm-hmm. always, always here. So, yeah. yeah, it really feels that way. I know you speak of heaven, but for me, I remember trying to do, when I was suffering a lot, you know, that separated, I was feeling separated from God. And I remember kind of suffering incredibly. And that's what I, at some point I wanted to die even, just to lose the body so I could merge back with God, you know, just to be free of, of, of it all. And and now I know that it was coming from ignorance as well, because if the truth is that God is already here, so so there's nothing to fear. There's um, heavens already here. Yes, but you know, and and, and uh, like, oh, 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 we are not on our own. Like you know, we created by God at the beginning. I said God created the world, and He made you and me. And in fact, He said He made us beautiful in His own image. And so it, it is not, we, we have to wait on him when our time come. I, I, I don't take 
we should wish we should wish anything for us you know to happen as lord or after lord it is for, time for you to take me because everybody everybody have a time like you know life christian life life in a, in a, in general is like in a train you take the train and when you reach in your station when you you have to get out so when the time come we will live but um it is very important that we 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 keep regardless of what is going on we keep focus on god and we wait patiently because we know that one day we have to go and live with him but we wait patiently for our time to come and so that we can say we leave this world and we go and live with it i know sometimes they have difficulties and you know but it is very important and we're talking about the my when all my set on things above when when oh my we see we see lord and we we have faith in god and we just trust him for the best because we know we are not on our own my life is not my own so i believe in him so whatever the situation we just wait on him for our next step so we just wait on him and we trust him mm. Yeah, that resonates true. Our life is not our own, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, that really resonates you know, true. Sometimes, I, I don't know if you, you ever talk about that. Sometimes the devil is a liar. He can tell us all kinds of lies, disturb us. And sometimes we can we can have some kind of monsters or, or beasts or giant in our life to just to disturb us in, in certain things. But we just have to keep focus on God and you know, set our minds on things above. And with this, we will be, you know, closer to God and we will be successful. Yes, right. That's the practice for sure. The interesting idea of the devil, right? Evil, that's an interesting idea to God and then the evil. I, I do see again the idea of evil as ignorance, the feeling of separation, disconnection from the mm -hmm. divine, our own divinity. Then that brings all kinds of evil for sure that we can yes. see here, yeah, on earth. Yes. You know, some people don't understand when we're talking about evil. I, I remember when I was a, a young child going to Sunday school, I always believed that evil is you have to see a, a, a big car with long horns, you know, but th this is not the evil. When we're talking about evil, we're talking about, you know, positive my and negative my. Anything negative that come to you. You know, you, you, you want to go this way to doing good and some kind of negative thought come to your mind. And or somebody saw the negative thought in your mind. And and this is not the will of God. God, the will of God for us is to be, you know, always be positive because we serve a great and mighty God. So the God that we serve, we, we, I don't see anywhere in the Bible God talking about uh, 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 negative things for his children. Negative things are people who do not know God. So if we are God's children, you know, any negative thought that come to all my, this is, this is evil. So I want to make it clear so that people will not misunderstand in like when you're talking. Because if you take the example of Jesus, when he was fasting for 40 days, 
and Jesus did not see any anybody come before him. But he just his smile told him that if you are the son of God, you know, Joseph done, and or if you are hungry, turn this this stone to bread. And but Jesus said the will belong to him. So why he stopped telling if you are the son of God. Remember when Jesus was baptized in the water and this heaven opened and then the voice came to him and said, you are the son of the living God. And so now why the thought came to him and said that if, the word if is a negative word. And so immediately Jesus said, uh -uh, get thee behind me, Satan. So I make it clear so that when I'm talking about evil things that your mind can tell you certain things that is not the will of God for you. Like somebody who God says, okay, you can commit suicide because you have too many problems in this world. This is not God's will. God created us. And so he has a time for us to live this world. Nobody has the right to take the lives. Oh, so this is faith in action. If you have, the person has faith in God, he will, even though regardless of terminal illness, the person should not ask to die before time. So and this is what I'm talking about when I mention the evil. Mm, yes, and that makes a lot of sense. Right. Yeah, I call it ignorance. I know you call evil, but it's the same thing, isn't it? Yes, because you accept anything if somebody come and tell you anything and you believe in the person. And whereas the person... It, doesn't mean good. You don't mean evil. Just, you know, by ignorant, you accept it. There are a lot of people who let others manipulate them and they accept it. I agree with you. This is ignorant. But sometimes we, we say that it is evil. But the evil in that person persuade you to accept the manipulation. So that the way I, I put it, it could be ignorant, but the person accept it. So yes. that, that's why we, we put it. That's the way I put it. Yeah, and and that's why it's so crucial to keep the attention to the practice of the divine, like always return to God. It, and it is a constant practice. I do not believe, I know your life has been devoted to, to this path. So it is, it is a devotional life. It is a life of practice. We cannot think about it as just the realization that God is here and then that's it, one moment in time. It's a constant, almost being vigilant. Yes. Yeah, especially yeah. for the content of the mind. I agree, Edmund. Yes. The mind, the body, and but my and the heart must be together and, you know, fix your eyes on one thing and regardless of what other people might tell you, but hey, why I don't listen to my my God because he's able, he's more than able to, to, to speak to me the right thing. So that, that will help people who fix their, they will not listen to what other voices will tell them, but they will listen to the direction, what God will direct them to do in life. Yes. And it, in a way, it's very easy to tell, isn't it? The voice of God being the voice of love, the voice of peace. It's, yes. it's joyful, it's beneficial. It's always does some whatever it is that's inspiring us to do, it's good for us and others. So again, it kind of puts us in that position to share and it's never selfish. Um, so I noticed that immediately. 
anything that I do, it's always, I'm always very careful. Is that going to help me and others? Okay, yes. So that's, that's mm -hmm. the right direction. There's no lies in it. There's no anything that could separate me from others. Mm. And, and that's when I know. Because anything else that has to do with financial gain, material gains, just for, for my own benefit, it doesn't resonate true. I'm not saying that's a bad thing to have, to be wealthy and to enjoy life and, you know, eat good foods and all that. But there's something about sharing that makes uh, such mm. a huge, that, that has this flavor of divinity in it. Yes, it is very important that, you know, you not only be selfish, but you, you, you share with others. Because, you know, it, it, a lot of things in my time, this is what we do for, for my husband and I for 40 years, share with people, you know, do things and do that and help the marginalized and the outcasts and the, the unlovable people who feel that they, they are neglected, they are nobody, and we try to embrace them. You know, we try to help them, to lead them to the way, tell them there is hope. And uh, we, in my life, dealing with young people, uh, I, I met some young girls who always tell me that they, they will, there are nobody, they will, they, are, they will not reach in life, they will not make it. And I always try to encourage them, you know, and let them know. Some of them say, oh, you know, I am ugly, all kinds of sort of things. And I always show them that, you know, the Bible says that we are wonderfully and beautifully made. So we are created in God's image. And so, you know, as you mentioned about love, this is the most, this is very important things. If they were loved like the way, so, you know, we loved, I believe that we could have a little heaven. Mm, yes. Heaven so on true. this earth. We could heaven. share that heaven too, Ryan. Yes, yes. yes. But yes, um, yes. love is yeah. a, you know, there are a lot of people who are very selfish outside there, and you know, and uh, as as we say, we, we 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 don't we don't say that people should not be have a lot of money, healthy, and you know, have a lot of material things, but at the same time, you know, share with others as well, because this is Jesus' mission in his earthly ministry. You know that what he did, he he loved others. He shared, and if we're talking about just you know the people were hungry, he fed them. He you know he he had done a lot of things like example for his disciples. As we are disciples of Jesus, Jesus is no longer working on this earth, but that's why he has chosen a lot of people. He has chosen me, you, and a lot of other people to talk about his love. And, uh, you know, that, that is when very encouraging to continue. Yes. Very I, encouraging to continue with this. Yes, yes. A billion yes to that. Yeah, the message, Jesus' message, that's what we want to see more in this reality, in this world, right? People embodying that, really understanding that. Even people who do did him wrong and violent towards him, he was still kind to them. Imagine that. Imagine that. Because when you think about even Judas, Judas was with him. Judas was with him and he took the towel and the, 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 the water and 
He knew that Judas was going to betray him, but yet he still washed his feet. And uh, a lot of things, even on the cross, you know, he told the people that uh, uh, forgive them, forgive, forgive them for they don't know what they do. And this is this is some, uh, there are some powerful things that uh, uh, in the Bible we can talk about and it's really amazing of the work of Jesus. And he has done them without discrimination. So that is, uh, you know, that is what is uh, 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 amazing. If when we talk, there is a one uh, uh, story that we, in the Bible, that recorded of, of uh, a man who was ill. And when he was ill and he talking, and he, he went to Jesus and asked Jesus to heal his servants, you know, and Jesus said, okay, I'm coming. But at the same time, he, the man tells Jesus, okay, and you have the power, you have the authority. If you just tell, just say our words. If you just say our words, and I believe that my, my, my servant will be healed. And so Jesus spoke. And when Jesus spoke, and then the man was healed. And it, it was amazing. And I don't know if you heard about the story. No, I didn't. At the beginning, you mentioned about women. Yes. And you, I, you, maybe you heard the story about the woman who was very ill with the issue of blood. And when she went to, to Jesus and she just touched the hem of his garment and she was, she, she, she was healed. And it was something amazing that Jesus, Jesus do. Yes. That's the power of love, isn't it? Seeing, having no doubts, no fears, knowing the truth. That's what yes. it is. He knew the truth. Yes. Yes. That's such a... That's a beautiful thing. Thank you for saying that again. I know this is a message that we started with healing, prayer, but love is something that most of us have lost touch with the, the meaning of what love is, which it is mm -hmm. universal. Yes, yes, it's loving our human family, seeing humanity, everything as our own family, as a part of us, it's, as being us. So most doing for others what would you, you would do to yourself. Um, that's right. It's that's just, right. yeah, it's just, that's what we need to see more at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yes. I know it seems like we are far away from this reality, but I don't know. I, I meet a lot of people here. That's, it's very encouraging that they are doing this work like you are. Yes. Of sharing the love of these messages of love. That's right. So, and we, we want to continue to share it. Yes, that's, yeah. What else is, I mean, to me, it's fun too. What else is fun beside me? That's the most fun thing. Exactly. Uh, we, exactly. I do really, is to share messages of love, spiritual messages. Yes, um, yes, yes. So we're almost at the end and I want to mention that your book is beautiful. I love the cover. I love the intention and the impact it can have in, have in this reality. You have... Um, outlined a book structured in a way that's very easy to read, to navigate all the, the content by weeks. And then you have all kinds of prayers, beautiful ones. I have I made notes here uh, and the other ones that caught my attention. I know the, the conversation was around a, a prayer for healing. but yes. And then I want to also mention that you have the prayer and then you have the weekly reflection and then yes. benediction in the end. 
And then you do that for all of them. The ones that caught my attention immediately, a prayer for guidance and protection for the children that caught my attention, week 17. Also, week 36 caught my attention, a prayer for all women in society. Oh, thank you. That one really caught my attention. And then the prayer, the 51, a prayer for life changes and transformation. Because yes. it seems like that's what it feels like we need, right, Edmund, that the moment of realization that can transform our minds and our hearts, and then we can just live live our lives in, through the actions towards the light, just uh, doing things that has to do with divinity, that has to do, it's in, in connection with our own divinity, so yeah. that caught, that inspired me when I saw that prayer. It was like, oh, that's that's what it is. I mean, really. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thank you for the work that you're doing in this reality. And of course, the mighty healer that caught my attention, week eight, which you yeah. say God is a powerful healer. According to the Bible, Jesus is the great physician, the healer of both the body and soul. Yes. Beautifully, beautifully written, too, in a way that anyone can understand. If we have the same idea of God, of course, everyone has different ideas, like I do, that God is always here present and is not outside of me, but no. or anybody else, everything is in God. So, but I know that's, you see, it's, it's interesting. I can start with this idea that God is here, right here. There's no separation between me and God. And then God is, everything's in God. But then once you realize that, then you kind of see everything uh, as God and then become devotional because everybody you meet, everything you do, you treat with a lot of care and gentleness and, and kindness because you know it's, a, I, the way I see it, it's God dis, in disguise. Yes, right. That's right. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm yeah. always gentle with everything because, oh, this is God. And the microphone is God. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm, I'm a little, getting, getting carried away here, but this is really <laughs> how I feel. <laughs> Yes, yes. So thank you so much for your presence in our reality, in our world. Thank you for sharing your heart with us. And thank you too for, you know, for, for everything. Thank you again. The book divided in four areas. Different prayers, weekly reflection, daily Bible verse and devotion, as well as weekly benediction. So, you know, that's the way the, the way the books divided it. And and I, I, I really want to say thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. It's very simple. Thank it's really you. beautiful too. Would you like to read a passage, Edmund, from your book? Any yes, other I prayer will. passage, please? Yes, please do. Yeah, I, I will read the one that you mentioned. 39. Yes, I, I mentioned 36. A prayer 36. for all women in society? Yes. Or 36. a different one? Okay. Yeah. Um, let me let me just open the book. Yes. Okay. Oh, a prayer for all women in society. Father God in heaven, the creator of the universe. I come to you thanking you for your great love for me. Lord, I come to you to pray for the women in my family, my church, and my community. Lord, I pray for all of the women that continually make a positive difference, positive difference in society. 
being a woman in this society can be very difficult at times. Some women face discrimination, are oppressed, and are treated as second-class citizens. During your earthly mission, the Samaritan woman and others were treated as outcasts, yet you were showed favorites to anyone. You never showed favorites to anyone. You love us equally. In the Bible, you showed favor to Rabbah, the prostitute, the Samaritan woman, and the woman who washed your feet with perfume. We all belong to you, Lord, according to your word. We are all one in Jesus Christ. Thank you so much, Lord. Oh, Lord, now I prefer women who feel inferior, neglected, and rejected as a result of culture, tradition, or a failed relationship. I pray for the victims of gender-based violence, as well as those who are pretend, prevented from owing property as a result of the law of the land and social con conviction. Oh Lord, have mercy on these women. I claim liberty for women who can't make any decision about their own lives. Have mercy, oh Lord. I declare victory for women whose legal rights are almost non-existent. Have mercy, oh Lord. I claim equal pay for equal work for all working women in the mighty name of Jesus. Have mercy, oh Lord. Have mercy, oh Lord. I pray that you delete and erase any notion of a glass ceiling for minorities and eliminate the discriminatory gender gap in the workplace. Have mercy, Lord, please. I pray that bigotry and inequality be er eradicated. Have mercy, oh Lord. Please intervene on their behalf. Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And amen. 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 Wow. That's, um, wow, that's a beautiful prayer that's very practical too. <laughs> it's bringing a lot of the history, right? Um, yeah, the history of women in this reality. Of course, seeing, I see all humanity as one, but we do see from the lens of the ignorance, I see, yeah, the separation um, and the unfairness, injustice against yes. women and children, unfortunately. Yeah, and it exists. Yes, mm. right. We cannot close our eyes to that. Of course not. No. Yeah. Thank you mm. so much, Edmund, for your beautiful work. Um, yes. Thank you for your presence And I want again. to thank you as well. And may the Lord bless you. May he pour his favor upon you and everything that you do. Mm, yes. I wish that for all of us. Yes. yes. So before we say goodbye, 
or today, where's the best place to find more information about you in your book, in your beautiful book? On Amazon. And you also have a website, right, man? Let me see. Yes, I do. What is your website, domain? EdmundPrayWarrior.com. Yes, EdmundPrayWarrior.com. Yes, I'll, and I'll have the link there. So it will be easy just to click and then they'll get to the website. And I'll have the link, Amazon link for the book as well. Yes, so thank you very much. And we'll remain connected. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Bye for now, yes. Edmund. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank God you. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Edmund Castor and her work, please visit edmundprayerwarrior.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.